welcome to Hot Taking It, a Faking It Rewatch podcast. I'm Alex, and I use they, them pronouns. I'm Lainey, and I use she, her. And today, we were talking about season two, episode 12, which is called <laughs> The Revengers, Age of the Monocle. <laughs> Why, though? Because <laughs> it's, it's Avengers Age of Ultron, but it, it doesn't... I, I, under, I understand. <laughs> But you're right, like, why? <laughs> I mean, the Revengers is cute, I guess. Yeah, they could have just called it that, though. They yeah. had to make it clear that it was, like, an Avengers thing. I guess it's just that Monocle and Ultron are, like, not, <laughs> not like, a pun on each other. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, we start this episode in Karma's backyard, which is where she's living right now. They clarify that, uh... Karma's sleeping in the juice truck, and then her parents are sleeping in a tent, which makes a little bit more sense. But Karma's basically encouraging her mom to make a resume and get a new job um, instead of just making artisanal soaps. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, what's your work history like? And her mom's like, well, I was an aura cleanser and a mushroom forager. (laughs) How did they make money, like, in the first place? I guess selling drugs. The juice truck, yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'm just like, you have to have had a job at some point in your life. Right. (laughs) Like a summer job working at Starbucks or something. Yeah. Um, I like the idea that, like, their juice truck at some point clearly was making money because they've been supporting their family from it, presumably, Mm -hmm. for a while. But then maybe they just started, like, only parking it at Hester (laughs) to, like, hang out with (laughs) Karma. Oh, my God. They fucking lost all their money. (laughs) I feel really genuinely bad for Karma, like, yeah, because she feels like she has to be responsible for her family's well-being. It sucks whenever you see, like, the child having to take on the parent role because the parents aren't stepping up. Yeah, like, Karma's parents are good, but, like, if your family is, like, in dire straits and living in their own backyard, like, you gotta step up. Yeah, also imagine the scenario where you are renting a house and the owners of the house live in the backyard. <laughs> Oh, this whole the, the whole situation is honestly hilarious. Um, so weird. because like they just hang out in there, yeah. Amy, which I kind of love, honestly. <laughs> like Felix is clearly a really nice guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, yeah. It's kind of unclear what the boundaries are, and like if I was his dad, I'd probably be like, "Isn't there anywhere else we can live?" I mean, especially <laughs> because he's like evil principal man, like right. He's not chill. Yeah, he's not chill at all. (laughs) Um, But so then we go to Amy's bedroom where Reagan and Amy are hanging out and apparently have been hanging out for the past four days. And, you know, they're saying nice things to each other, but you can tell that Reagan just wants to keep hanging out with Amy indefinitely and Amy is really wanting some time to herself. Yeah. Reagan's like, oh, I don't want to go to work, so you should come to work with me. Um, We have a spot for another cater waiter and then karma runs into the bedroom and yells i need a job (laughs) um and then covers her eyes when she says that it's reagan and amy which i thought was very cute of her yeah (laughs) yeah and so um amy convinces reagan to take karma to work instead of her yes which i thought was a great great solution yeah also it made me pretty excited about the the combination of reagan and karma (laughs) 
which I think you're right to be excited about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we see Shane and Amy hanging out, which made me really mm-hmm. happy because it was like, remember, they're close friends. <laughs> it's so cute. Like, yeah. there's lots of really, really cute little friendship moments between Amy, Shane, and Lauren this episode, and I love it. I love it. <laughs> I just feel like it's been, like, Liam and Shane and Amy and Karma for so long, and we, like, kind of lost the thread of Amy and Shane being friends, which Shane says, he's like, oh my god, we haven't hung out forever, so that was really great. Yeah, and Shane is, you know, giving her advice about her love life, it's like, are you feeling a little bit suffocated, like, I never see you anymore because you're always with Reagan? Um, and Amy's mm-hmm. like, no, I just, you know, basically refusing to, like, interrogate her own emotions about it. Yeah. And in typical Shane fashion, Shane is giving advice and then refusing to listen to Amy's advice about telling Duke that he outed him. Yeah. Shane <laughs> goes, why don't you just tell Reagan how you feel? And Amy goes, why don't you just tell Duke you outed him? And then this, like, loud music starts and Shane is like, is that angry music coming from inside my head? It's so good. It's such a good uh, transition. Yeah. But the actual source of the angry music is uh, Lauren's room, where she's made a huge Theo conspiracy wall um, (laughs) and is blasting angry music and wearing a hoodie. (laughs) Yeah, it's very Pepe Sylvia. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it so much. It was so funny. This show, like, is at its best when it's just, like, so shamelessly silly. Like, they get to do so much fun stuff because they've established this ridiculous tone for the show, you know? It's, like, glee, but if anyone was having any fun. (laughs) Yeah! That's a great way to put it. (laughs) You're so right. (laughs) (laughs) The last thing I wanted to point out about this scene is that, like, Amy kind of waffles on busting into Lauren's room, but Shane, of course, is like, just go in. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I was like Shane is really still Shane I love it (laughs) yeah okay so then we go to the party that Regan and Karma are catering okay so like I could not remember why I didn't like Regan (laughs) but Mm. in this episode Regan really makes like a heel turn because you know she's she's giving Karma sort of the like basic ins and outs of being a cater waiter but, I mean, she's kind of being mean about it, which, like, I kind of get because she's jealous of, of karma because karma is more important to Amy. But, like, she's also like, just don't make eye contact with, with creepy Steve, which, like, is kind of a funny joke. I, th- I mean, I think it is. Like, it was funny. It was funny in the moment, but also, like, Reagan, are you not, like, a feminist? <laughs> do you not want to do something about this? <laughs> It just it just escalates in a way that like makes me wonder about Reagan later in the episode. Yeah, like we'll hear about later in the episode, but I totally am like picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. We find out that the party they're catering is the Squirkle party um, <laughs> for the release of their latest product. And I liked that this was like continuity because Liam's family also booked the same catering company back at their last party. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's their release party for the Squirkle Monocle. (laughs) It's just so funny. I can't, like, try to say Squirkle Monocle three times. Squirkle Monocle. 
I hate it. I hate typing Squirkle. I'm, I fuck it up every single time. I hate it too. Why does it have to be SKW? It's the worst. It's awful. <laughs> um, I still am not totally sure if it ends with like K-L-E or K-E-L. I think it's K-E-L. I have no idea. I truly don't. Anyway, the Squirkle monocle is a parody of Google Glass, which is funny from the perspective of 2019 because like Google Glass didn't really take off. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing like a big um, speech that's like the equivalent of the Apple releases, you know, where they have like a big event. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Liam is there talking to, to Zeta and uh, thinks that Karma is sleeping with Felix because he saw Felix in what used to be Karma's bedroom. Um, and then we find out that the Karma is like, oh my God, my ex is at this party. And Reagan's like, oh my God, my ex is at this party too. Which is the girl that dumped her for a boy and uh-huh. gave her the lifelong hatred of bisexuals. <laughs> it's terminal. It's chronic. <laughs> and when this happened, I literally have in my notes that I was like, I bet they're going to show the girlfriend, like the ex-girlfriend, as being a shitty person in a way that's like really biphobic and like fuck bisexual people, which they did. So yeah my correct prediction about the writers being biphobic (laughs) (laughs) and also in this scene like karma goes like karma looks unhappy and reagan's like oh what like what happened did you get groped don't worry the pervs are great tippers and i'm like reagan (laughs) reagan like i get that you're being like snarky or whatever but like surely you want to protect women from being sexually harassed at their workplaces (laughs) Like what? Yeah. Like what were you gonna do with the beauty pageant? Right, right. <laughs> it's bullshit because it's like Reagan's supposed to be like this character that always takes a stand for what she believes. So it's like not believable for her to just like go along with stuff, you know? Yeah, it's it's weird. Like I understand that she's sort of trying to be a bitch to Karma, but like that, I feel like that isn't the way that she would do it, you know? Yeah. But then, um, uh, I think this episode was written by a man, anyway. So. <laughs> I was just looking at it on Wikipedia earlier. Not for that reason. It's just looking at the episode titles. <laughs> <laughs> but then so we go back to Lauren's bedroom where Amy and Shane are investigating uh, Lauren's conspiracy wall until uh, Lauren catches them. And Amy is like worried about Lauren. But then Shane is like, yeah, this is all wrong. None of these revenge scenarios are practical. <laughs> Typical Shane. <laughs> I loved it so much. Yeah, Shane's like, well, if you really want to get back at Theo, why don't you just out him at his new school where he's working undercover? <laughs> and Lauren's like, the solution, your, your solution to every problem is to out someone. <laughs> when all you have is a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all, they all decide to go to the new school that Theo is um, stationed at and try to out him at a pep rally. Yeah. Amy's, like, not really on board with this, but she's just going along with it because everyone else is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Amy. She's, she's just gotten, like, beaten down by years of being friends with Karma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so then we have this scene between Regan and her ex where... Her ex introduces her to her new boyfriend as her friend, or her old friend, mm-hmm. which, like, understandably upsets Reagan. 
I don't think that Reagan is being unreasonable by like being annoyed at this, but it just annoys me that they made this character at all. Yeah. I, I literally just wrote down a hey writers. <laughs> I don't have time to explain how wrong you are. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, like you said last time we talked about this, like has Reagan never heard of like internalized homophobia that like someone might have difficulty like accepting their own sexuality you know like doesn't mean that she actually is straight anyway it's fine yeah like if they were together two years like she was not like faking being a lesbian I know that really bothered me like Reagan says that later she's like yeah we were together for two years and I was like wait a fucking second (laughs) like clearly she's not straight like yeah so what is it like what does it matter and like I mean I don't know. Like, it's like, it's written like this is some kind of, like, trauma for Reagan. And, like, I get that breakups can be hard, but, like, she's way too harsh about all of this constantly. Exactly. Like, I, yeah, I believe that it was a really upsetting breakup. But, like, you can, you're not allowed to have trauma around, like, your partner being bisexual. Like, it's not <laughs> a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's just so shitty. It's, like... Okay, her girlfriend dumped her and is with someone else now and is refusing to acknowledge what their relationship meant to her. And that is hurtful enough without bringing in the, like, and she wasn't really a lesbian, you know? Like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure we're going to talk about this a lot more because it yeah. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so Liam and Karma ran into each other at the party. I just wrote in all caps, get some boundaries. <laughs> because, like, Liam is, like, basically mad at karma for sleeping with felix even though it's not something that she did so he like grabs zeta and is like and implies that he's sleeping with zeta too and they're both just mad at each other for sleeping with other people even though they're not together <laughs> and yeah. they're just having like a weird casual sexual relationship because karma feels like she can't forgive him all the way <laughs> yeah it's really awkward <laughs> yeah so then Karma goes and complains to Reagan, just being like, you know, ugh, my ex my ex sucks. And Reagan is like, my ex also sucks. Let's get revenge on each other's exes for each other. It's basically the plot of Strangers on a Train. It's like, um, do you know that movie? No, I don't. It's like two men meet on a train and they both want to commit a murder. And they're like, well... <laughs> Like, you have no ties to the person I want to kill, and I have no ties to the person you want to kill. So if we commit each other's murders, then it's the perfect crime. They'll never find us, because, like, they'll, they won't know who to track down. So. <laughs> How do they get to talk about who they want to murder? What? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a really good question. I haven't this seen this doesn't sound movie. like they're great at, great at crime. <laughs> Anyway, they do the same thing. Like, Karma's like, oh, well, if you get revenge on my ex and I get revenge on your ex, then no one can trace it back to us. Mm-hmm. It is, it is great seeing Reagan and Karma work together, even though it turns out very bad. But that's... that's that... <laughs> Just thank God that they're not friends for longer. <laughs> so true. Oh, my God. If they actually, like, teamed up, it would be awful. Like, if they, like, made a plan together, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so, Karma, then we see Karma getting revenge on 
Reagan's ex by offering her an egg roll and telling her it's vegan when it's not vegan. (laughs) Which, like, you know, fair. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a great thing to do. But then Zita comes up to her and is like, hey, you know, I know Liam said that we were sleeping together, but we're actually not. Because Zita, like, actually is pretty cool and, like, doesn't Zita's play like these, an adult, yeah. these games. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, you know, Liam actually still really likes you. He just won't tell you. And, like, he actually gave up art for you to get you and your parents out of jail. And he just hasn't told you yet. So it's like, fucking thank you. I like mm-hmm. Zita. Yeah, I, I've come around on her. <laughs> Me too. It helps to have her contrast with Reagan in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Karma's like, oh, fuck. Actually, I don't want to get revenge on Liam because he actually didn't do anything wrong and he actually did me a really big favor. Mm-hmm. But the wheels are already turning, <laughs> which we'll see after the next scene, which is yeah. at Theo's new school um, where they're trying to break in. And Lauren goes off to to break in and Shane is like Amy you have to be honest with Reagan about sometimes being attracted to men and I'm like okay like good advice that Amy should not like hide who she is just to keep her girlfriend but like you were the one who told her to be like insecure about being bisexual in like episode one or two like yeah you can surely understand like where she's coming from yeah as a biphobic person yourself Shane (laughs) (laughs) You should know that Reagan won't be cool about it. Presumably he's come around on it a little, right? I hope so. I don't think he ever dates a bi person. He most certainly does. I think you're forgetting a really important storyline. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. Okay, that's not like, he doesn't, that's like one episode. Yeah, that's true, but still. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good episode, though. Thank you for reminding me of it. Um, I was like, I know Alex hasn't forgotten when Shane dates a bi person. I just, I just meant he doesn't have like a, a long tortured arc about dating somebody bi, I don't think. Oh no, thank God he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to assume that he got over it like off screen. Yeah. He's got, he's got a different arc that I'm sure we'll discuss to death in season oh, three. Jesus. But... I don't, yeah. don't want to think about it. <sighs> this is the only good reason that, the only reason I was happy the show was canceled was that it cut off Shane's romantic arc. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, I'm so sorry for all this cryptic nonsense. (laughs) We're going to spoil this TV show that came out three years ago. (laughs) Um, So anyway. Anyway. We go back to the Squirkle party and we find out what Reagan did, which Uh is that he put a roofie in Liam's drink. Reagan. (laughs) It's not okay. Like, okay. (laughs) Like, what? And she also, she got the roofies from, like, the creepy guy who they work with, which is, like, report him. That's when it tips over from, like, oh, yeah, there's always that one creepy guy at work you just kind of stay away from to, like, holy shit. (laughs) Like, surely the cater waiter and company has some kind of management. (laughs) Right. You'd think so. I'm just saying Reagan does not practice what she preaches. No, I agree. So... Karma realizes what uh, Reagan has done and, like, rushes over to try to stop Liam from getting roofied and succeeds and takes the drink out of his hand. But then Liam's dad slash grandpa comes up and takes a big sip of the drink instead, and he's the one who has been roofied. Yeah. 
I don't know why I was so mad about this, but for some reason I have in my notes in all caps, like, that's what happens when you steal drinks. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. It is weird, though. I mean, he takes a drink from karma. Like, if you take it from your son, that's more understandable. But if you just, like, go up to, like, your son's ex-girlfriend, you're like, I'll have this. (laughs) Like, what the fuck, dude? I mean, I think uh, it's bad in a different way, is that he thought she was just catering staff. Oh, yes. I don't think he knows who karma is. You're you're right about that. (laughs) So, like, it's not being shitty to his son's ex-girlfriend. He's just being shitty to people he's employing. So it's just a different kind of shitty. (laughs) Anyway, so he gets roofied. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, we go to Shane, Lauren, and Amy trying to sneak into the other high school. (laughs) Shane and Lauren are disguised as cheerleaders. And Amy's disguised as the school mascot, which is a pirate. Shane is like, is it weird that I'm attracted to you right now? (laughs) And I was like, honestly, Amy does look great. She did look really cute, yeah. (laughs) It's very like Captain Jack Sparrow, her outfit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they sneak in and go undercover as cheerleaders. Lauren is able to like use her like mean girl skills that she never gets to use in real life to like convince the cheerleaders that she's one of them Mm -hmm. um then they go out there and they're like great we've successfully infiltrated the cheerleading squad and then the announcer is like now the cheerleaders are gonna perform their nationals winning routine (laughs) so they kind of try to like follow along but obviously they can't do it and (laughs) it's a total disaster and then they do, like, some human pyramid stuff where they're, like, lifting people up. And Lauren tries to, like, hang on to one of the other girls that's being lifted and makes everyone fall down. Yep. There's really no purpose to this except that it's fun. Yeah. It's just physical comedy, which we don't get often in faking it. Yeah. yeah. So back at the party, Liam's dad collapses because he's been roofied. <laughs> Which means that Liam has to go up and do the monocle speech himself. There's like this Squirkle employee who's like, what the fuck? Mr. Booker's out. We have Liam, you have to do it. And um, he's like, oh, is he drunk? And Liam goes, well, the only thing I saw him drink was a glass of... And the guy's like, I don't have time to wait for you to finish that sentence. <laughs> that was funny. I didn't notice that. <laughs> but, you know, Liam makes eye contact with Karma and like... Karma like mouse, she's so sorry, so Liam knows karma has something to do with it. Yeah. But he goes up and is very awkward on the stage, but does an okay job, I guess. Mm-hmm. He sounded like way more Australian than usual in this scene. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The, <laughs> like, I feel like as time goes on in the show, they made Liam like dumber and dumber, which probably is why he got more and more likable, you know? Hembofication. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, like, there's this whole, like, joke where he's reading the teleprompter and he's like, take pause, look out at audience. <laughs> yeah. So Karma and Reagan are, are in the audience watching and Karma's like, you went too far. And Reagan's like, yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> and Reagan's like, but I did it because of my tragic biphobic backstory. And Karma's like, I'm so sorry, Reagan. That's so terrible. <laughs> this she had the line this is the line that like really pissed me off where she says mm-hmm. she used me as a test to prove whether or not she was actually a lesbian and like I guess she wasn't and it's like 
they dated for two years. <laughs> That's not like you're not trying to test your sexuality for two fucking years. Uh, Reagan. <laughs> it's weird because Reagan has been so reasonable up until this point. Yeah. It's like such a fucking annoying like thing that they clearly like have this um this quality of Reagan's just to break Reagan and Amy up, but they seeded it really early on, you know? Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. So then we go back to the other high school. Mm-hmm. Lauren manages to steal the mic during the pep rally and she's talking about Theo and she's like, this guy isn't who you think he is. Um, But then she can't, like, make herself finish it because she's looking at Theo and, like, feeling emotions. So Amy and Shane step in and uh, out him as a narc by doing a a whole cheerleading chair about him being a narc. (laughs) (laughs) They say, N-A-R-C, he's not the man he seems to be. (laughs) (laughs) And then they just kind of devolve into being like, narc, he's, he's a narc, he's a narc. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that definitely counts for Shane outing watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Shane outing watch. It's almost like whoever outed you did you a favor. I mean, it was actually, it was Amy who led it, but, you know, this is Shane all was Shane's involved. idea. Yeah. <laughs> it also was his idea, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a solution to everything. <laughs> um, and they run away and drag Lauren behind them despite the fact that she's gazing longingly at Theo <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> this next scene is in a more quiet room in, uh, at Squirkle and all I have written down for this scene is just a key smash <laughs> um, basically like Karma and Liam are um they, like, confront each other because Karma's now learned, like, the truth that mm. Liam's not sleeping with Zeta, and she also admits that she isn't sleeping with Felix. And instead of, like, talking about their problems further... <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Liam is like, like, why can't you forgive me yet? And Karma's like, I just need time, and I need to feel in control. Yeah. And she, like, takes off his tie and, like, ties up his hands with it. <laughs> and then, like, pushes all the stuff off the desk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is the beginning of Karma and Liam's, like, torrid BDSM relationship. <laughs> the fact that Karma was doing this in, like, essentially a suit was pretty great. <laughs> that's oh that's just my lesbian thoughts on the scene. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and Karma has now picked up on a Liam habit of having sex in places where you just should not, such as mm-hmm. your workplace. I guess this is more of the, like, sort of role reversal that's happening with Karma mm-hmm. and Liam. That's true. That, like, <laughs> now she's she's the one that, like, turned the situation sexual, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we see... Amy and Shane and Lauren are all sharing a big tub of ice cream. <laughs> it's so cute. cute. <laughs> it's this is what I was talking about with like really cute little friend moments because like Amy still has the pirate mustache stuck to her, um, and uh, she's like, "I used too much glue," and Shane goes, "It's a good thing you're so pretty." <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. It's really cute. 
Um, Lauren is like, you know what? You guys were right, or Amy was right, mm-hmm. that getting revenge on Theo didn't actually make me feel any better. And they're like, yeah, the only thing that's really going to help is time. And <laughs> Lauren goes, <laughs> great, fucking time. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Honestly, what a mood. Right? Like, that's always how I feel after a breakup, too. Like, fucking, great fucking time. Just what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so, after that, Amy goes into her room and Karma is waiting for her. And Karma kind of tells her about the night that they had. And also, like, that Reagan is, like, so traumatized by having dated a bi person in the past. And Amy's like, yeah, you're right, you know. I have to tell her that I'm sometimes attracted to men and that I slept with Liam once, but how am I going to tell her that? And then it turns out, dun, 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 Reagan was listening. Yeah, because Amy invited Reagan over because she was like, it's finally going to be time for me to tell her everything. So Reagan came over, but just lurked outside and listened to her talk to Karma. Yeah. In this scene, like, Karma, the way she's approaching it, it's like legitimizing Reagan's biphobic Mm -hmm. trauma but like um which is annoying but it was kind of almost something that I agreed with which is like um which she's like well Reagan like can't stand girls who are questioning your sexuality and you're questioning your sexuality so like maybe you shouldn't be dating her which like is really a good point and I would be (laughs) really concerned if I like had a friend who was not sure about her sexuality and I found out her girlfriend was like super biphobic you know yeah, for sure. It's so annoying that everybody treats, like, like it's Amy's, like, desires as something that, like, Amy, like, keeps keeps saying to everyone, like, I'm a lesbian, like, I'm dating a girl, like, I just want to keep dating her. Um, and everyone's like, but you have all these feelings for men. And it's like, yeah, that, like, in reality, like, that doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's what she wants to, like, it's whether or not she wants to act on that, those feelings and how she feels comfortable labeling herself what matters. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's really annoying, like, Karma especially will, like, take any hint that Amy might be attracted to a guy and, like, really obsess over it, which is mm. deep, deeply irritating. Like, you know, you know when you're a lesbian and, <laughs> like... If you're like, oh, that male actor is really cute, and then your friends are like, but I thought you were a lesbian. It's, like, really mm-hmm. fucking annoying. It is something that people do, you know? It's like... Yeah. If Like, if you have said that you're a lesbian, then that's the end of the story, and, like, you're allowed to be like, I think this male actor is cute without, like, you know, invalidating all of the work that you have personally done on, like, exploring your identity and knowing your own feelings. Exactly. And so it just gave me that really, like, annoying feeling of, like, when you're hanging out with straight people and they do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, I think, something that gay men don't get. Like, if you have a friend who's a gay man and he's like, oh, like... I don't know, Anne Hathaway is so beautiful. Like, no one's like, but I thought you were gay. You know, like, they understand that that you're not talking about, like, in a sexuality-changing way, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, Shane told Amy she was beautiful twice this episode, and nobody was like, Shane, are you attracted to women? Exactly. So it's like, (laughs) 
It's just because people doubt lesbian sexuality. Like, they find it really hard to believe that anyone could be exclusively attracted to women. And so it's like, you, as a lesbian, you have to constantly prove yourself, which even Reagan, a lesbian, may see me do all the time. So it's really annoying. It's super <laughs> annoying. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so yeah. should we do segments? Yeah. Okay. Um, bad decision of the week. I had... Oh, I had Reagan roofing Liam. Yep. <laughs> uh, there's really no question on that one. Like, even breaking into, like, like infiltrating another school's pep rally just to, like, do revenge outing on Theo is not as bad as that. Yeah. Number one, because Theo deserves it. <laughs> I agreed. <laughs> this is direct action against the police. <laughs> Literally. For best pop culture reference, um, I just had the whole Google Glass thing. Yeah, me too. That was really the only thing, but it was like the whole episode, the Squirkle Monocle. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, like, it's, it's, I think it's, it's like slightly unfunny that like at the time, because like everyone's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, like this is kind of a silly piece of technology, but like, especially now that this is such a time specific thing, I really love it. Yeah. <laughs> they were also like playing some music in this episode that I listened to all the time in 2015, so it felt really wow. like like a period piece. <laughs> uh cleverest insult, I didn't have anything. There was nothing that stood out to me. I had two, not really like insults, just like semi burns, I guess. <laughs> like third degree burns, I guess. Um <laughs> Third degree burns are the worst ones. <laughs> oh, I thought first degree burns were the worst ones. No, it's the opposite. Okay, Isn't well, I, I might be know. wrong. Now I'm not confident. We'll look it up See, later. Yeah, <laughs> it's the type of burn that's not as as bad. <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 edit that out. I won't. Um, I think you're editing this one. <laughs> yeah. I um, I'll edit it out if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but please leave. Please leave that in. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> the first one that I had was Liam is like just kind of moping around um, and Zeta's like, tell me what's wrong. I'm not going to like sit here and guess. I'm not in middle school. <laughs> just kind of insulting Liam's like inability to just talk about his problems. Yeah, that's Which isn't his, isn't his fault because he's a teen drama character. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a point. I thought you were going to say like because of his family or something, but no. <laughs> I mean, maybe that. And then the other one was uh, when Shane and Amy were breaking into Lauren's room. The punishment that Shane came up with if Lauren caught them was um, she'll use our skin to make her prom dress. (laughs) I missed that. That's really funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The line least likely to be said by a real human person (laughs) had a couple. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, but one that I really liked was when Karma was complaining about the living situation, and she was like, yeah, I have to sleep in a truck next to a teepee where my parents have loud sex every <laughs> night. And Karma's mom is like, well, Venus was ascending. <laughs> I love it. I only had one, which was um, Reagan is talking about how they need another cater waiter because um, her co-worker Jane quit after her vibrator cozies blew up on Etsy. I loved that. 
And then worst person award, I think, definitely goes to Reagan for the review. Yeah, good question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. She's also, like, older than them. She's, like, 19. She should have her shit together by now. I know. I mean, <sighs> yeah. I guess we were talking about her, like, maturity level being the same as Amy's, and it's true. It's maybe even, like, lower than Amy's. Yeah, for real. (laughs) God, that's not a good sign. Yeah. (laughs) Like, there's relationships with age gaps that are fine, like mine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But (laughs) if you, if when people are like, I don't even notice the age gap, that to me is a red flag. Like, you should notice it, you know? (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Like, there should be, you should be able to, like, acknowledge the differences between people of different ages and, like, cope with them. And it shouldn't just be like, yeah, we're basically the same. If, like, one person's significantly older, then that shows that they're mature, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's my hot take. <laughs> <laughs> On this show. On this hot show. <laughs> um, that's it for Season 2, Episode 12, The Revengers, Age of the Monocle. <laughs> Um, you can find us on Twitter at Hot Taking It, or you can email us at hottakingit at gmail.com. My personal Twitter is at magpilena. My personal Twitter is at kismetnemesis, and you can find my other podcast at LunaversePod. Um, did you want to plug the other podcast you were on recently? Yeah, uh, I was on an episode of the Perfectly Generic podcast, which is a Homestuck podcast, talking about some work that I did on the latest Homestuck video game, and it was really fun. (laughs) Yay! So that's it for this episode, and I'm Alex, and whoa. I'm Lainey, and I know.